Hi folks! The next three episodes will be from a one-shot livestream game we did for the FredoniaCon 2022. It involves the same characters from the livestream we did at the previous FredoniaCon, and while not required, you can go listen to the first story called Circle of Thieves 1. We hope you enjoy. This is an anthology of adepts, a series of short-form actual play games using the Earthdawn RPG system. Circle of Thieves 2, Part 1 Night of the Parsnips. All right, so uh, this is a one shot where Everyone is the same discipline, so that's different. Everyone's a thief. So, get that out of the way. Um, this is kind of a part two, even though it's a one-shot, but we're not going to do anything that ties directly to last time, but we'll maybe vaguely reference things and not spoiler it too much, because it is out there on our podcast. And, uh, yeah, you just look up Name Givers on whatever podcast network, and you can find that in the bonus section called Circle of Thieves 1. So welcome to Circle of Thieves 2. Da-da-da! <laughs> yeah. And last time, I think Bront and Sparrow were new to the Circle of Thieves. I don't know if there was actually a name for the Thieves Guild, but maybe it is called Circle of Thieves. I don't know. Um... And you guys were introducing Jelly Beans, a new thief, into the, the fold, as it were, and had a whole adventure. And um, the way we're doing these one-shots is each time we do one of these, we increase the circle level each time. So we're circle one last time, now everyone's circle two, instead of dealing with legend points and all that, because this is like a small number of um, sessions. So so that makes sense. Uh, I know, Makoti, you're somewhat new to Earthon, so I just want to make sure that makes sense to you. Yeah, I get the gist of that. Um, cool. I went briefly over some of the new some of the new uh, buttons and knobs that I got. Nice. Yeah. So, what did you get that was new from last time? Uh, I believe I picked up a Tiger Spring, um, which I believe yep. I can use stress to get a little initiative bonus and add something to my initiative step. Yeah, and, then, and that one's kind of special, too, because you are a human, and humans get the ability called vers versatility. Most thieves, like of other races, can't just pick up willy-nilly talents, but that's how you got Tiger Spring is, as a human. You can pick oh, up cool. talents from other disciplines. So, there you go. And what was your I other one? Good teachers. Good teachers. Uh, and uh, Surprise Strike was the other yeah. one. Yeah. 
And I think you also got detect trap or not detect trap, disarm trap as well. Yeah. And that because like that is because of the circle, like the discipline circle. Yeah, everybody in circle two is a thief gets um that thing I just said. Disarm trap. That's what it was. <laughs> Nice. And what, uh, Bron- okay, so first of all, Jelly Beans is human. Why don't we just go over the character descriptions a bit as we go through this? So, what's Jelly Beans like? Jelly Beans is a sprightly human. She's uh, a freckled, uh, red haired mess. Uh, probably very short, uh, maybe boarding around like 5'6, uh, like 5'5. Five, five. Um, and they have uh, your telltale garb, uh, like leather cloak that covers, uh, but underneath they're rather brightly colored, uh, lots of like kind of neon uh, oranges and greens, uh, basically like any t- types of fabrics that sh- they thought were pretty or nice. They've kind of like haberdashed a, uh, a garments from just any kind of fabric, like sequins or silk or like gold tinsel like anything that they thought was kind of pretty they've just like strung it together uh but they have a cloak that kind of covers that and okay so let's go to bront bront is an obsidian uh what does he look like uh yep he is basically he looks like a living rock he's about almost seven feet tall uh he weighs in at a whopping 800 pounds being made out of rock uh he's kind of a light brown color with green splotches that almost look like maybe some kind of gemstone maybe but very very dark colored uh no hair because they don't have any Mm -hmm. uh and yeah he uh has a cloak on a large cloak and sticking out from the cloak in various little spots are little pieces of like vines and roots and overall it's kind of a strange looking thing nice and uh, what did you take for your second circle stuff? I took, let me just get over here, uh, Avoid Blow, because he is always in the thick of things. Sounds good for a, especially for an obsidian. Um, now over to the Windling Sparrow. What do you look like? Um, so, I mean, as, as with Windlings, it can change a little bit sometimes, depending on her, where she's been spending most time around. Currently, her hair is, like, it's still colorful, but it's, like, a dark tone. So it's, like, a very dark sort of red red color right now. And her skin is just sort of a eh, grayish. She has been spending some t- She doesn't want to be too out there and vibrant right now. Uh, she's quite small, just about a foot, and wears tight-fitting, dark clothes, trying to, you know, keep with her profession. <clears throat> but she's you know often seen smiling brightly and as the face of the part more the face of the her her pair and when jelly's with them of the trio uh she's can often be found sitting like she'll push back some of bront's cloak and you'll see that there's a pillow like a little cushion attached to his shoulder armor and she's often seen sitting on that oh. <laughs> like the sedan kind of thing but yeah which is one person yeah, she she her mount is bront <laughs> <laughs> what what did she take for uh the she uh, took, uh so she has her the disarm trap of course and she also took taunt nice and since they've last 
know, since people have last seen her, she also, you know, had skilled up a little bit as well to be with with Ooh. her hag, so that she was a little bit more for her haggling and and such such things, so that she does a little bit better with that again because mm-hmm. she has to be the face. <laughs> she does. Somebody's awesome. got to do it. And um, I asked actually before where we wanted to go and start, just to see if there was any requests, and Europa was mentioned. So, I think the group is going to be in Europa, if that's how it's pronounced correctly. Unless it's Europa, I don't know. Well, sure. <laughs> so, Europa is in the southeast of the uh, portion of the um, province of Barsave, along the Aras Sea, I believe it is. And a fairly big trade hub, I would assume, being next to the sea and all that. And I was thinking maybe this group was, um, I don't know, I feel like you guys travel a fair bit uh, here and there. No thief likes to, or at least your kind of thief group maybe doesn't like to stay in one place for very long or you get noticed too much. Bad for your health. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) So bad for your health and other people's healths. And maybe after... Maybe after what happened last time, you're like, let's get as far away as possible from here. <laughs> Did it go bad? Was that bad? I thought it went great. <laughs> Could have went great. Who knows? Um, yeah, it depends on your perspective, I guess. So, um, do you guys have any ideas of where, like, why you would be traveling down to Europa, anything in particular you think, or help me to throw you in a scenario there? Uh, merchant City? It yeah. is a merchant city. That's true. So that means gold. Yay. That means gold. That's your motivation. Sounds good. All right. I was thinking of a similar theme to last time. There's a little bit of a festival going on in Europa right now. It's several months later, maybe even a whole year later. Why don't we go like six months later? I think that's a nice reasonable amount. Um, I like the idea of this kind of going like each session being a fair bit of time apart from each other. And... um, Jelly Beans is no longer in the initiate phase anymore of the guild, I'm guessing, at this point. Yeah, I, did, I, I learned some stuff, and then I kind of went on, went on some solo missions, and then every once in a while, I'll kind of be back up. Exactly. And there's this festival of the trade winds, um, kind of parked outside the... Uh, uh, I don't know if there's really gates in Europa, but I would say kind of parked outside the city limits, as it were. Um, something to... Uh, Keep themselves uh, um, not running afoul of whatever tax schemes are going on inside the city limits. Um, living uh, a little bit outside there to keep away from that. But um, I'm going to set this in an evening um, where perhaps there's a lot of uh, fireworks displays and some, you know, it's getting darker. So perhaps some pyrotechnicians types, uh, wizards and illusionists and all that doing their shows, maybe a few troubadours here and there and a couple different bandstands. And, uh, what do you think the group, what's your approach here as thieves for this place? Uh, I'm going to go with the same situation as last time. I act as the lookout and they go in pilfer. Okay. Oh, yes. Like, definitely going out, like, sort of, because Sparrow can get a different view than others. She takes off into the air, 
you know, sort of float darts around here and there, taking a look at everything, finding the best spots, like trying to find the best spots for like getting things, you know, maybe where there's troubadours set up or anything along those lines. Really, really, really crowded stand, maybe, you know, where and, it's busy, looking for good spots where it's busy, people might not notice as much. And Bront is set up off to the side, um, keeping an eye on them both and close to a handy exit in case things go badly. <laughs> so we start with Sparrow. Uh, maybe roll a half magic for Thief. Uh, perception based in this case for your ability to find a good mark. So perception seven minutes plus that's your circle two now. So plus two. Yeah, two. I gotta go over the dice rolls channel, don't I? Mm-hmm. Eight. All right. So um, I'll give that as kind of one level of success. Um, you find someone who looks like they're fairly distracted by a really interesting, um, uh, we'll say, a dancing performer. She's getting the dancing performer is getting rather scantily clad, and this individual is absolutely affixed to this display while there's uh, music going on and all that. And I'll say it is an orc, um, fairly wealthy traveler garb outfit on. And um, what would you like to do? Oh, okay. So she's going to sort of slide down, you know, slide down a little bit, you know, in amongst the crowd so she can still be seeing as if she's just watching what's going on and just move slowly, float through the group to to this fellow. And she's going to attempt to take some stuff off of them. Nice. Nothing so, huge, because, I mean, it would be very obvious if she was carrying something big. Okay. Uh, let's roll a, a pockpick. Uh, I did it again. Let's do this last time, pockpicketing. <laughs> All right. Pickpocketing. That is I have trouble with that word. Pickpocketing roll, please. <laughs> sure thing. Ooh. Ooh, three. Oh, okay. No. So how do we fail here? Um, got any suggestions for how you think you fail in this, by the way? Yeah, so, she, so she's like moving in to go and grab at his pouch and just kind of like bumps into him slightly because the air you know, down in the crowd is a little bit different, the movement of everything, and just kind of bumps into him slightly. Uh, just, uh, hey, what are you doing? So, sorry. And she's going to try to like make herself look a little bit and sound a little bit more drunk because she doesn't want to. <laughs> Do you have acting or anything like that as a skill or anything similar? Let's check what she's got. Otherwise, charisma roll. We have first impression. First. (laughs) Yeah, I do have first impression. I've got haggle, forgery, and bribery. I really like the idea of a first impression roll on this. (laughs) All right, let's go to there. Just because it's kind of hilarious, because the normal first impression impression roll is to make a really great impression, but maybe you're trying to make a really. or impression. I want to make the <laughs> I'm a drunk impression. Oh, that's great. Ten. Got nine. Okay. And that will just barely hit the social defense of this guy. <laughs> uh, so what do you say? She's like, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. I, can I just like hang on to you for a minute? It's getting really tiring to oh, fly. Are you about to barf? Let go of me. Oh. You're making me miss the show. Uh, sorry, away. sorry, sorry. And she'll just sort of fly away. 
Now, can Jelly Beans use her as a distraction to steal some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was about to ask. Yeah, yeah. you'd like to do that. This is how I learned that. to do it. This is how I learned. You know, you do the distraction and then somebody... Oh, sorry, I put my... The, the, the one-two punch. Yeah, here. the one-two. Um, <laughs> and poor Bront is just over at the side shaking his head. <laughs> so oh, I have great. pickpocketing. Uh, so, ooh. Wait, let me see. It's talents. Yep. Nice. And okay. Karma is a thing. Yes. What do I read? Exclamation mark after the um the number. If you're using the triangle braces, but Yeah, let's try that. Let's do Oh sorry, after the number. Oh, uh well I rolled a ten. So feel free to so, re-roll that and we'll take the higher of the like two. This. I don't want to hold you to yeah. yeah. It would look is like that. 10? Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> I'm oh, glad I didn't use karma, the by the way. <laughs> live stream is actually picking those up. It is nice. All right, 11. That's better. I mean, not much better, but it is better. Uh, and that's for the pickpocketing move. Yeah. So that is a success on this one. Um, just one success, though. Uh, what do you do? What are you going for? Um, no, so I think it's this thing where I, maybe Sparrow didn't see me, but I was like watching her the whole time, and I thought she was giving me the sign, you know? So I, when she goes the, Oh man, I'm sorry. Being just like slides into this guy from the other side and like bumps kind of like bumps him so that him and Sparrow like knock into each other because he, so maybe he thinks that they just like lunged in. And that's when I go for his belt and just use a dagger to just cut his coin purse from his belt real fast. And then I <laughs> go to meet, um, I go to just meet Bront. Okay. I'm going to do like that. Right? That's, that's how I do it. Oh, Oh, Oh! Ow! Oh! So, 46. That's actually really good. Um, I'm actually rolling how much silver do you get out of here? Oh, okay. I thought you were rolling for CS. Yeah, usually high GM rolls are bad. Uh, this case yeah. is actually good. Four, six, 460 silver uh, worth of gems and coin. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I just, ha- I just hand that to Bron. <laughs> he, he just, like, slides it into his belt pouch that he has for this <laughs> gives a little nod. Yeah, I learned. You taught me well. Good job. <laughs> um, I think after this, uh, would it make sense that your group kind of, you know, start? This is quite a windfall for you, so starts maybe moving out uh, to more of the fringes of this uh, festival to see if you want to continue or just leave. Yeah, regroup, reconvene. That was a pretty good score, so I'd be like, yeah, no, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> He'll just, like, motion. Like, no. Yeah. Uh, Sparrow, can you roll an awareness? I sure can. Woohoo! Oh, that's a really good oh, one. Seeing so things, think, that's where I'm a champion. I think around the time that you were doing this, it was probably about a half hour after sunset by that point, so it was getting darker. Not completely dark, but darker. Um, and then now it's it's getting much darker, but on 25, you're really good at this. You are noticing um, some flying creatures circling around above you. Um, look a lot like Krillworm. And one of them seems to be coming downwards. Um, and from a 25, I'm going to say that you're noticing that A, this isn't looking terribly threatening, and B, it seems to be kind of looking at you. Uh, in terms of where it's going to, who it's going towards. Huh. I'll be right back. I'm going up. 
and then she'll jump up off of her cushion and fly up towards the krill worm with a curious look. And then you hear this uh, female voice say, Sparrow, your commission is ready. Please meet at, and I got to give you an address, uh, the Jolly Jeweler on the um, street of the 70 Sales, the North End, tomorrow, please. And then the Krillworn leaves. Did I order something? You didn't. Okay. Just thought I'd better double check. She's going to like fly down and look at Bront. Bront, Bront, did I order something and forget about it? I do that all the time. I don't think so. Okay. Why? Because a Krillworm just told me that my commission is ready and we have to go to the jewelry shop tomorrow. I'll get everyone to roll kind of uh, just a straight perception unless someone has, like, knowledge of creatures or something like that. If someone has knowledge of creatures, you can roll that. Uh-uh. Nope. So, Sparrow on the three? No. <laughs> a Krillworm, talk to me. <laughs> Even Bront is entirely sure what's going on here, but Jelly Beans is on the level here. So, Jelly Beans, <laughs> you have somehow in the last, I don't know, few years, you've come across um, this. Uh, you haven't personally seen this, but you have heard that some Nethermancers use um, krill worms and other night flying creatures as messengers. And when they do this, it, the the they need to basically speak the name of the person they're giving the message to and then they fly out and as long as they can reach the person in time in nighttime um, they will deliver a short message in the voice of the spellcaster to the person that is meant for and so almost certainly another answer sent this and they know you Sparrow why did you do this beans uh. um huh I think it sounds fun I'm not doing anything I mean but they they said commission. Maybe they mean mission. Maybe work. Bronto like do the thumbs up. Finger guns. All right. So in the meantime, tavern. I I jostle More. the little coin pouch that Bront has with all the new loot in it. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Tavern. <laughs> tavern. And heels. Yeah. Start walking that way. All right. I'm going to do a fantasy name generator for a tavern here. Oh my God. The very first one is pretty damn weird. <laughs> I'm going to go yes. with it. I like that. Uh, and I think that Sparrow's probably the one is like, this name for this place is, I just have to go there type of thing. It is called the Awesome Parsnip Bar. The Awesome Parsnip? I heard about it. We gotta try it, guys. And it's not even, like, too far away from where we gotta go tomorrow? Yeah, that awesome sounds... Parsnip? Awesome. Well, it sounds awesome. Brock will just right? shrug. <laughs> Maybe they have awesome parsnip booze. <laughs> Maybe they just have parsnips. That would be kind of boring. Wait, what is that? It's a vegetable. Oh. Maybe they hollow out parsnips, and you drink the parsnip booze out of the parsnip? Okay, that would be pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Okay, let's go. Let's All go. Right, let's okay. go. And I'll see that, yeah. Just, yeah, go he'll ahead. shake his head and start following. Parsnip. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she just, like, <laughs> Sparrow's not flying this. She's not walking it. She's she's back on her, you know, cushion on Bront's shoulder, letting him 
I'm just Here, do the do the work, grunt work. <laughs> Beans is just skipping around them, kind of. Once we like get away from the crowd, like all professionalism drops. <laughs> yeah, she's just like Sparrow's, just like lounging and and smiling and happy. Awesome parsnip, awesome parsnip. And I think, um, yeah, everything you say there is pretty much near true. There's the, it seems like most of the bars and taverns and whatever in this town seem to all have some kind of theme. They're trying to attract uh, attention during this festival, the trade winds, and the best way to do that is have some gimmick. And so the awesome parsnip bar is going full out with the parsnip drinks and hollowed out parsnips and even some creepy candle parsnip things that our attempts at jack-o'-lanterns using parsnips, which is super uh. weird. Yeah, at, at one point during the, during the evening, she <laughs> acts like, at one point during the evening, Sparrow is going to find the largest of these parsnip-o'-lanterns, and she, <laughs> yes. she's going to blow the candle out, and she is going to try, like, she's going to, like, use a dagger and, like, poke some new holes in it so that her limbs can stick out, and she's going to climb into it and try to like make it walk around with her head wearing it like a costume. <laughs> she might be a little tipsy at this point. Yeah. I'm like, guys, we should make a parsnip man and but we put them on Bront, and then we make a Voltron made out of parsnips. Oh wait, sorry, that's a different universe. I, I what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the awesome parsnip. Uh, oh. And she's like going to make her parsnip costume dance. And well, Bront will like kind of hunker down and be like, oh, why? <laughs> and this is how you break the GM. No. <laughs> she's like we in her parsnip costume, of- walks across the counter, like the table, over towards Bront. Hug me. Hug me, Dad. I'm your little parsnip baby. He will sigh and pick her up and give her a little hug. She hugs him back <laughs> as best she can in this parsnip costume. And then he'll be like trying not to chuckle a little bit while he's doing it. Oh my god. The world is right. And then she's just gonna like, when she gets put down again, she just sort of flops over and lies there in the parsnip. My wings pay the bartender weak. for the parsnips. <laughs> My wings are gooey. Yeah, they're not that expensive, so I mean, you got more than enough money, that's for sure. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> uh, next morning, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We wake up just covered in parts. Like, why are we? St- oh my goodness! Yeah. Why do we have so many of these? I, I assume that uh, at some point, Bront probably just carried the parsnip up to whoever they were st- to a room. Because she passes out in the parsnip on the table. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he just picks her up and, like, puts her in a pouch and then goes upstairs and lays her down on the bed. Parsnip and all? Yep, parsnip and all. Uh, I guess the parsnip suit, uh, suit goes into Bront's inventory for his back to use. The parsnip there con is, for later use. There is room. Until it uh, rots. That's true. Uh, so it'll be a short-lived thing, but oh well. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so <laughs> next morning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that out. <laughs> that was great. 
yeah, next morning you wake up. Um, maybe I'll just have Sparrow do a quick willpower check, see how she's doing. Or even that toughness, was. actually. Toughness is better for this, for all that drinking. Oh, okay. I know exactly why they call that the awesome parsnip bar. It, it, it lived up to the name, definitely. <laughs> so you'll be negative one for like the next couple hours. Okay. Um, for so all like your a, rolls. Sort of like a wound. Yeah. Sort of like okay. a wound for a couple hours. And, it's long, and it'll go away in a couple hours as long as you hydrate enough and maybe eat some food. Yeah. Um, pretty quick metabolism windlings. You can get over <laughs> a hangover pretty quick. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, are you guys getting breakfast at this place? Parsnip oh. pancakes. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Heck yes. Oh, order me all the food and water. <laughs> I'm like trying to carve. Jelly Bean is trying her hand at carving some of the parsnip lanterns. You know, I think she's just really been opened up to the potential of the parsnip and wants to explore that. She's like, "Wow, oh, Sparrow, that you last night. You just uh, the things you did with parsnips. I." I you know, I didn't know you could do with some of some of the, I didn't know you could do. And I'm just you. You're always teaching me. And I just appreciate that. Um, you should we should probably get you. We should probably get you to a doctor, though, at some at some point. Um, I'll be OK. Oh, OK. I just need lots of food and lots of tea. And <laughs> I just need to, like, wipe my wings off. They're covered in parsnip goo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the food I'll, is parsnips. I'll meet you. I'll meet you guys down there. Just order me breakfast, and Bront, make sure it's not tiny. Okay. Like a person-sized breakfast, not a windling-sized breakfast. Fine. And he will stop down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, Jelly Beans follows. Yeah, and Sparrow, like, gets the parsnip off her clothes, and herself, and her hair, <laughs> and her toes. Because she somehow got parsnip between her toes. Hmm. <sighs> That's not a sentence I was expecting to hear tonight. <laughs> Which really oh, shouldn't surprise okay. you at all. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> okay, um, me, Makoto, legit had to look up a parsnip because I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> My job here is done. <laughs> yep, and now I know, and this is just infinitely better. So I have helped I am, teach somebody yeah, something, you. and I have broken a, D- a GM. There you go. Uh, Brunt will order two windling-sized breakfasts, and then food for himself and jelly beans. Oh, great. Yeah, I get some of the parsnip jacks, the parsnip flapjacks. Parsnip bacon? <laughs> and is it crisp? I think it, you have to like it's like scalloped, you know, like hash browns, but parsnips. That could happen. I don't know how good it would be. Garnish it. it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look! Now I know what a parsnip is, so I can get on this. <laughs> yep. Crisp it. Make little fries out of it. So It'd be very eventually does come down to like get her breakfast <clears throat> and just kind of looks at the two small plates. And Brunt gives her like the two thumbs up and kind of smiles at her. <laughs> She glares at him. Where's my tea? Right there. Okay. And she's going to just start drinking tea and eating her food, making faces because it's all parsnippy and not, you know, meat. (laughs) There needs to be real bacon. And yet you could order a real bacon if you want. It just. Yeah, she she does. Yeah. She's like, I I, I need protein. 
I would say there's like some weird parsnip flavor, but I think even they know there's limit. Even the cook here knows there are limits to what you can do and what people will tolerate. She makes sure to get like a big order of plain bacon as well because she needs that greasiness <laughs> to help with the with, with, with uh, the after. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> All the grease. Excuse me. So yeah, uh, the details you were given last night was the north end of the street of the 70 sales. Uh, this is a location that you have, I don't know if you've witnessed yet, but you've heard of. There are all these masts with sails down the uh, street, lining the street, of former vessels that have been decommissioned um, during various times in the last hundred years. Um and uh, they always kind of st- eventually stopped at 70 and then now they kind of decommission the worst looking one when they put up a new one. And it's kind of commemoration of all the various trade vessels that have gone across the era sea to bring trade back and forth from um, distant far off lands uh, to bar safe. And um, the north end of it uh, is known for its kind of upscale um places uh jewelers uh fine wines fine um what else clothing all that kind of stuff it is a ritzy kind of part of town Ooh. all right let's see them perfect Ooh. so what's the game well we go in i've got a commission apparently i guess we just ask for my commission i go in and pick up my commission Yes. Is this not a trap? (laughs) Is this a trap? Oh. And we're okay with that? I mean, we know it's a trap. Trap? Okay. I'm learning from you, that's all. You guys can, like, wait out here, I'll go in, be all like, ooh, I have a commission, I forgot about it. Um, Unless you have all the trap fun to yourself? No. You guys can be totally, like, we shouldn't go in all together, because if they don't know that we're all together to begin with... Then it's a little mm. bit less, maybe. I don't know. I see. A mission can also mean something for work. It can. Well, should we just go in then? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go. Onward, Bront. <laughs> and he opens the door and walks in. Okay, so this place was called the Jolly Jeweler. Um, kind of fast forwarding there because yeah, you know, we're limited on time and all that. Yeah. Um, it is um, very fancy. You can tell it's a gem shop, uh, obviously with the name like Jeweler, it is. But this is definitely one of those where there's not a whole lot on display because everything that is on display is ridiculously expensive. Um, a lot of things are done uh, custom here, it appears. Um, only... Um, one other um, customer here who just basically left. They look like they're kind of snooty upper class type uh, elf um, with um, probably gold thread um, garb on. So something ridiculously expensive and extravagant on. And you see a, a, across the room this um, elf in a very, very purplish outfit. Um, she has long red hair and, um, seems to just give you those vibes of, okay, if there was a jeweler who was a nethermancer, this might be the one. So, you know, (laughs) Pharaoh will pop off Bront's shoulder, fly over and land on the counter. Hello, it is I, Sparrow. I am here for my commission. Um, 
She looks around kind of nervously. A little more subtlety, please. Um, around the back. Um, just follow me. Um, are these with you? Yes. And she points at the obsidian in the human. <laughs> okay. Always. He just looks well, around. Like, oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, and she leads you into a back room where all the time cutting and stuff is done. And she points to a table that has um, two small cases on it, both um, very fancy uh, leather-bound cases. Um, they're both opened up and have that nice um, jewelry fabric in them. And each of them have three gems uh, laid out that are um, transparent to translucent and have what appear to be... Um, kind of blood red something in the middle of them um, in different channels in the shape of sigils. You're not sure what. Um, and uh, underneath them, you could, you notice that there is, um, if you were to inspect them, there's a bit of a compartment where you can see that there are kind of settings uh, for these gems, that they are removed from their settings at the moment. And you hear her say, oh, I am Vinia. Um, your employer has um, commissioned me for this particular work. Um, say, I didn't expect a windling for this job, I must say. This is, well, different, I'm going to say. Thank you. Uh, I kinda, appreciate the compliment. Kind of just jokes a bit and says, <laughs> you're sure you're, you're Sparrow Southwind, right? Oh, yes. Okay, well... Anyways, um, how these work? Well, you will see that both these cases have different kinds of gems. They're only slightly different. I have labeled the cases clearly with that um, blue marker there on the one on the right and the green marker on the left there. Um, the blue one is the one where if you want to make a scene of um, your... Um, mission. And the green one is if you're going to be a lot more subtle about it, shall we say? As she kind of winks and touches her nose as if she's trying to talk right. in code. Blue, make a scene. Sorry, I was like cut off a little bit. So, blue, make a scene, and green, be more subtle. Yes. I can change the colors if you like. I, just, I you know, oh, no, no, I that's to make them different. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Just wanted uh, to make sure I had the right colors. And I'm um, going to hand you this address uh, for your, uh, now, forgive me, your employers only give me your first target. The rest are supposed to come to you some other way. So, mm, not a problem. Shrugs. And she hands you an envelope. Uh, she'll take, yeah, Sparrow will take the envelope and just kind of glance to Bront for the rest because it's a bit big for her. And she, you know. <laughs> Thank you. And he so just kind of grabs it and pockets it. These, um, the way these work is you need to set the gem in the setting uh, to activate it. It will go off, as it were, uh, to be crude about it. Um, the next moonrise or moonset, whichever you, whatever is next. And um, yeah, I think that's all you really need to know of these. Right. Unless so you have the- any questions. So we set the box down where we want it to be? No, no, you gem. set the gem in the in the setting for the gem. There are three in yeah. each of these, so either Okay, no, I just wasn't sure if we had to have the box somewhere. No. There are okay. um 
uh, not everyone knows the trade of gems and all that. So uh, she pulls out the setting is like, this is a setting and this is the gem and I'm not going to press it in right now, but this can just be yeah, pressed yeah. right in and it's ready to go. Okay. And I want everyone to roll awareness. Realizing in retrospect, I should have said green to make a scene, blue to be, <laughs> I don't know, something that rhymes. <laughs> okay. A little unawares here, but um, Jelly Beans is the more aware uh, one here. Uh, what would I give here? Because I had something in mind and it slipped out of my head as the rolling happened. As, you know, happens at times. Always. Uh, let's see. Actually, what I'm going to do is when I can't think of things like this, I'm going to give Mikoto a question of something that um, Jelly Beans might be looking around for or wanting to find out. Oh, okay. Um, so I still think this is kind of a trap. So <laughs> Jelly Beans is maybe thinking, looking for anything. I think maybe she's trying to decipher the purpose of these things and maybe just trying to see if there's anything um, oh, I just remember now. Yes, yeah, so that oh, will yeah. help. Um, that question actually helped spur something on. So yeah. you notice that as she's moving the gem around, there are tiny motions of the red inside the gem, as if um, this may be a liquid. It may even be blood inside the gem. Oh, yeah. I'm going to note that, but we're still in. And I'm just going to like, I just kind of like tap Bront furiously, like. <laughs> He'll just like kind of give her a shush. <laughs> okay, then. Well, all right. Well, I'll never roll some awareness on that. No. Um, the uh, other answer is not paying attention. We will Go either ahead. make a scene or be unseen. Is it what we want to do or is it what's going to happen? What will happen? We'll just see what will be, will be. Shall we? Bront will turn around and start heading out. You're going to get uh, Sparrow to run one more awareness. <laughs> Unless you think you have something else for, like, listening to things. So, uh, I guess kind of an expression of surprise and astonishment to some extent. And a little bit of confusion. But she seems like, you know, whatever. You know? I get sent weird things sometimes. This happens, I'm sure. She sort of pauses and like looks back at her. Was there something else you wanted to add? No, no, no. Um, can you please go out the back, actually? <laughs> she demotions to the back door. I have a rather discerning clientele. and Well, there's some air about you of not, um, not the aristocracy, that's for sure. I see. And she sort of changes her demeanor slightly, just in the air, and takes, you know, a a very proper sort of bow in midair, like sort of midair curtsy. And her voice shifts and actually alters the elf that they had just seen, like as, you know, as the elf was leaving, sort of thing, and start, and sounds, well, attempts to sound exactly. Like his voice. Oh, okay. You're doing a mimic voice? Etiquette. She has etiquette and she has mimicry. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the etiquette yeah. looks like etiquette bow. Yeah. Etiquette and mimicry. Uh, why don't you just roll each? Yeah. Okay. So here's etiquette. And I'm assuming I'm still at the negative one. England. 
Oh, it depends how long you waited till you got here, but yeah, you might as well go with any good one. Yeah, I'll go with that for right now. Because you didn't say anything about waiting. So. No. All right. Uh, and, and that one, sorry. That, that was the was etiquette. etiquette. And this okay. is the mimicry. Okay. What's the target for mimicry? Does anybody um, know? To sound right? like the elf that had just left. Oh, like no, sorry. Of, I meant the, what the target oh, difficulty the, is. Um, oh, um, I don't know. If it's Noah the standard the book, six or if it's... Uh, Oh, no, nope. look back up. here. Oh, mimic voice? Is that it? I guess. It, I just, it was my, um... Oh, wait, no, it's that's my, Yeah, mimic is my artisan, is what we took for the artisan. Oh, I see. Okay, so there's... It's artisan right. skill. I'm going to look at the mimic voice spell and see if I can glean a difficulty out of this. Uh, speaker's social defense. Uh, attempts... Okay. Uh, what was your role? Eight? Um, yeah, that's a reasonable assumption that some random elf would have eight as a social defense. Mm-hmm. So this isn't her as a target, but the social defense was of the elf you saw. Yeah. So, yeah, as a target. So, yeah, you you get a normal success, on, like a regular success on um, mimicking voice. And I think nine, it's no extra successes, but I think you hit the level of etiquette expected of you and not beyond uh, in yeah. terms of, like, the mimicry you were doing. Yeah, and she just sort of does the bow, you know, does the bow in the air because she's studied etiquette and how to behave around people of different levels. My mm. greatest apologies, madam, to give off such a terrible air for you. My companions <laughs> and I will happily leave through your back door. She rolls her eyes. <laughs> and Bront just, like, gives her a wave and starts walking towards the back door. <laughs> Pharaoh well. turns in the air and like walks out, sort of sashaying and trying to look like the elf and all like hoity toity as she's like in midair and pretending to walk. Well, I guess a bit more believable then, as she kind of mutters as she goes back to the front. As soon as she's outside, she flips her. She she flips the, <laughs> the establishment off. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, Jelly Bean as walks behind Broad, but gives like the finger eyes at like I'm watching you. I think this is weird. You're weird, and this is weird. Yeah, she's just flipping her off as she like <laughs> continues to fly walk away. That's gonna be funny for other reasons that come up that may come up later. So <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, now, uh, Rob, when we yeah. after we get out, I want to kind of go off to the side and uh, pull one of these out and try and examine it with alchemy and see if it's something that I would know anything about. Okay. Well, he does that. I will be back in a moment. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing that. with. I'm I'm, I'm just like obsessive over... Yeah, they're weird. Look at this. This is weird. Like, look look at it. (laughs) Like, I am looking at it. Look look at it. (laughs) Three. Is there no way to assist or something? Yeah. um, There's... Well, you could only help out if you also have alchemy. Oh, yeah, I don't. Uh, But as just a plain unskilled, there's not much help you can do. Um, There... uh, What other perspectives do you think Jelly Beans would be looking at this from? Um, I don't... I guess I have criminal lore. I don't know if this is maybe like... uh, If this is a super obscure... Criminal lore. Um, Rolled me a criminal lore. Okay. Like some sus stuff that I've heard about. I mean, it's a low chance, but if you do really you well, okay, I'd give you something. I don't know. I'm not going to okay. give you it away, but um, uh, more of a vague, just a vibe you're getting out of this whole situation. Um, okay. You're feeling like, you, I don't know if you as a player are feeling like this yet, but 
<laughs> you probably are, but um, you're feeling like, did we just got hired for a hit? 